Hey there, what's up? Thanks for the billion subscriber. There's something called WISN 12 News. And it seems to be, listen, listen, this is a white dude fucking so violent. crying about the Ukraine funding. Justice in Ukraine must be obtained without more war. Dr. King said, if we, if we assume that mankind has a right to survive, this then we must dude. find an alternative to war and destruction. The Ukraine war is complex and dude. Heard enough of fucking colonizer. Dark truth about MLK assassination. Um, like I believe his approval rating in the nineteen in the mid nineteen sixties when I looked it up was roughly around seventeen percent. One seven percent of the American public thought Dr. King was doing the right thing and was going about the right way for civil rights. <laughs> and when they compared him to J. Edgar Hoover in one particular poll that came out in nineteen sixty six. Dr. King was only favored in 21%, whereas J. Edgar Hoover's approach was favored in 62%. So, the American public, so don't let the media it's today fool you about MLK. the I Have a Dream speech, which don't I'll get to later. MLK assassination. Um, that's not how they view Dr. King at all. He was not beloved. Um, he was Put drastically hated about by most of the American public, including in the North. Um, he was not liked at all. He was very rarely supported. And um, most of the actions that he did was met with vast resistance across the board. Um, but in order for the FBI to actually assassinate him, they tr again, they tried to assassinate his character first through releasing of the actual tapes themselves, um, how the tape would actually work. Um, they tried to specifically get that tape to um, to media outlets, to Dr. King. For, well, first they wrote him a letter, um, and they wanted to see if the letter would be enough to Tina get him Turner's to either dead. step down, Shit. to commit some type of suicide, to um, do something that most people would, you know, assassination, and if the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune or one of these actual newspapers ran with the story of his extramarital affairs, he was afraid that, yeah, it might actually hurt the entire movement um, completely. But the only difference was <laughs> that, that Dr. King was so busy <laughs> that he literally did not have the time to even worry about what the actual long-term plan was for the media, believe it or not. And this is actually in uh, the memoirs and stuff, I believe, that he was writing um at the time around just how concerned he specifically was about that particular about that particular instance um with the fbi and um and how they would actually um release some of the information so now one of the things i'm about to show you now is the actual letter that the fbi wrote to him um with the actual um and they they provided the tapes and if you've seen the movie selma i believe you should probably have seen what he references, or if you've done any type of research, you can find out that the FBI literally wrote a letter to him in the mid-60s, um, like a month before he was due to receive the Nobel Peace Prize, because they were so upset and disgusted that he was only even going to get the prize. But they wrote him a letter, they provided the sexual tapes, and they tried to blackmail him into stepping down from being the leader of the SCLC, um, or they were going to send those tapes to the Chicago Tribune, um, the New York Times, etc., which they did, but Thank God nobody ran for it.
But uh, here goes the actual tape itself. And in view of your low grade, abnormal personal behavior, I will not dignify your name with either a Mr. or a Reverend or a And your last name calls to mind only the type of king, such as King Henry VIII, and his countless acts of adultery and immoral conduct. That of a beast. King, look into your heart. You know who you are. A complete and a great liability to all us Negroes. White people in this country have enough problems. But I am sure they don't have one at this time that is anywhere near your ear. You are no clergyman and you know it. I repeat, you are a colossal fraud. An evil, vicious one. You could not believe in God and act as you do. You don't believe in any King, like all your end is approaching. You could have been our greatest leader. You, even at your early age, have turned out to not be a leader, but a dissolute, abnormal moralist. We will now have to depend on the older leaders like you, a man of character. Thank God we have others like him. But you are your honorary degrees, your Nobel Prize, and other awards will not save you. King, I repeat, you are no person can overcome facts, not even a fraud like yourself. Lend your sexual, psychotic ear to the enclosure. You will find yourself in all your dirt, filth, evil, and ironic talk exposed on the record. I repeat, no person can argue successfully against facts. You are finished. You will find on the record all time your filthy, dirty, evil companions, male and female. Giving expression with you to your hideous and some of them to pretend to be ministers of the gospel. Satan could not do more. What an incredible evilness. It is all on the record. Your sexual organs. Listen to yourself, you filthy, abnormal. You you have been on the record all your adulterous acts, your sexual organs, extending far into the This one is but a tiny sample. You will understand from your various evil playmates on the East Coast to Blank and others on the West Coast and outside the country, you are on the record. King, you are dead. The American public, the church organizations that have been helping Protestant, Catholic, and Jews will know you for what you are. An evil, abnormal beast. Some others who have backed you. You are dead. King, there's only one thing left for you to do. You know. Just 34 days in which to do so. This exact number has been selected for you for a specific reason. It has definite practical significance. You are done. There's but one way out. You better take it before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent self is to the nation. In view of your... Yeah, so there you have it, right? They, they legitimately threatened my man, like, directly... <laughs> um, told him that, hey, you know, we're going to try to uh, uh, have you kill yourself first or step down through some type of threat. And then when that specifically didn't work, um, that that that, that kind of just pissed him off across the board. Right. Um, pause for a second. Um, so no, so, so, so it wasn't even, so Chris, to your question, it wasn't about him specifically going to the hotel or not, because he was set up every, each way from Sunday, right? I don't know what time you joined the broadcast, but I'll go back through it, right, real quick. So he had 
So the FBI had a gaggle of informants around him, right? That um, was going to make sure that he got assassinated regardless. They had him in a multitude of locations, um, a multitude of people. Like some of these people are prominent politicians to this day, prominent reverends. You look at Jesse Jackson, Billy Kyle, Ralph Abernathy. Ralph Abernathy literally has streets named after him in Atlanta, right? But he was on paper, on record as an FBI informant, informing them of King's whereabouts and literally setting King up regardless. Like King had at least low end 10 to 15 Judas around him at all points in time that was being compromised probably in a variety of ways by the FBI, and they were all afraid of the wrath of the FBI, and so they played ball. And the sad result of them playing ball resulted in King's death. But yeah, regardless of whether he was supposed to be in the hotel or not, is kind of not, uh, not the point, right? But I am going to um, try to get through a, a, a real quick brief explanation about the whole thing and about like what they were specifically doing how they were specifically doing it um etc etc so i'll start i'll start with the very first initial start of the plan right and how it and how it mapped out so the very first player that we need to know is this guy um this guy right we need to know this guy uh his name is frank holliman I kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier, but I'm going to do a deep dive on him now. So Frank Holloman um, worked for the FBI for 25 years. He worked for the FBI. Um, And in those 25 specific years, he um, retired from the FBI and then eventually moved on to work for um, the Memphis PD. And the whole plan was to entice uh, once that they got the contract approved by Russell Atkins, the entire plan was to entice King down to Memphis for some reason. Because they knew what King's next move was. He was planning the poor people. Um, he was planning the poor people march, which was way different from marching on black people and stuff like that. That was a far uh, more vicious crime that he was specifically working on. So um, the poor people movement um was a far bigger threat so once he got into actual memphis and um and became and actually became the chief of uh, the police department and the chief of the fire station they didn't need to entice him down so what they did was that they murdered literally they murdered two um trash sanitation guys um in memphis by the name of, one second, one of them name is Echo Cole, the other one's name is Robert Walker. So Echo Cole and Robert Walker are the two um, black sanitation workers that they murdered in cold blood. They killed them and then they threw them in a, gar- in a trash can and they threw the trash compactor on. Again, these are people that you can look up. Um, Echo is spelled E-C-H-O-L, Echo Cole and, um, and Robert Walker. Um, so they went on and they murdered them and then they had Reverend Billy Kyle um, um, actually they had Reverend Billy Kyle actually go through and entice King directly. So um, remember Billy Kyle is an FBI informant as well. 
So after they murdered Echo Cole and Robert Walker, they had Billy Kyle call up Dr. King and say, hey, Dr. King, um, you know, we need you to come through, right? Remember, these, this is the list of suspects and stuff, right? They said, hey, Dr. King. Oops. Oops. Okay. Um. There's a politics and prose speech coming up. Doctor, it's about nineteen sixty-eight. When Dr. King came down initially, um, they were supposed to have the hit happen then. But again, if you look, uh, if you do the research on this on this particular event, um, the march happened on March. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my channel. If you have viewed some of my previous videos, welcome back. This video should really raise an eyebrow. It did for me when I was conducting the research. Okay, so this video, as you can see, is titled "Prominent Americans You Assumed Were White." How many times, when recording or listening to someone speak about history, do we assume that that person that they are speaking about is white, just based on their title or position? Oftentimes, we, including myself in the past tense, usually assume that the individual is white. This is not a coincidence. Abraham Lincoln. In my opinion, this is due to the fact that we as Americans have been conditioned to believe only white people for the most accomplished anything of importance. How often do we pay attention to historical figures' appearance? I know that while doing research for my videos, there were many books, articles, and newspapers that totally skipped over what the person looked like. In my opinion, this means you don't get a complete description of the person. Another factor, and this is a glaring issue, does the painting, photo, or etching even resemble the written description? Now, I have also come across many books, articles, and newspapers that do have a physical description of the person, but for some reason, these pieces of literature don't make it onto the high school or college course reading list, although on the occasions when they do appear on the reading list and the subject has a shallow or light, tawny, brown, olive, dark, swarthy complexion, the darker complexion gets explained away as a person only having dark hair or eye color or both, which of course totally negates the meaning and definition of complexion. This false definition of complexion has been acceptable by academia for a very long time. However, now that the internet is available to the masses, it allows one to search thousands of keywords in seconds. You should soon come to realize, or at least some people realize, that there is something majorly wrong with how history has been portrayed. Uh, MLK is the father of Again, Luke. as I always do in my videos, I will... Dr. King. Citizens to our fellow fucking citizens to our fellow fucking humans. Not just inside our borders, but around the world. That we must not stand back and passively accept the intolerance. The rise 
right-wing ideology all around the world that is trying to stop quality, equity, because of fear that they may have something taken away from them if someone is given something else. As if it's currency. Dr. King, at its heart, really understood what this country had to do to make amends. It'll take a long time. Folks, I don't know if you know this. During the first part of our history, white, rich Americans owned other human beings, owned them as property. We fought a war over slavery. No matter what they want to say about states' rights, you want to go there, it's the states' rights to own slaves. They were brought here in chains, for crying out loud, against their will, forced to be farm animals. They were farm animals. And every single institution, from the day that this country was thought in the brains of our founding fathers, never, not once, have black Americans, people of color, anywhere in this country, as part of the foundation of those institutions. And until you, as a white person, really truly understand what racism is and what it looks like through the eyes of a black person's experience, listen to them. They will tell you. They're not scared to tell you. Me as a white man ha does not have the capability of experiencing racism, institutional racism, truly is. We must listen. Uh, have you heard of life insurance with living benefits? Um, this type of life insurance policy pays insurance. out tax-free cash. Landing on the surface of our planet. Okay, Coming Ancient from Aliens, the Origin of Humanity, Full HD, Sci Fi Movie. Our English. ancestors were surprised seeing spaceships that emitted light and noise descending upon them and recognizing the differences to human form, they were undoubtedly mistaken for divinities. It was the 20th of July, 1969. Neil Armstrong and Michael Collins were the first human beings to walk on the moon. So and this say. is also why our first thought is, if our civilization, which is at a basic level of knowledge, was able to explore a small satellite in space, then is it also possible that a civilization or more civilizations may have visited our planet in the past? 
in many mm. sacred and ancient yeah, texts very of possible. the world, the story is always the same. The gods descended from heaven on flaming chariots or aircraft that emitted light. If we take, as an example, an ancient text such as the Bible in the book of Ezekiel, the prophet meticulously reports an encounter with celestial beings who came down to earth aboard incredible flying machines. Ezekiel speaks precisely of contact with technologically advanced beings. He talks about creatures with foreheads that emit divine, shining light. He says they appear as human-like beings. The first is seated on a flying throne, where underneath it, wings can be seen, that when they beat, emit a sound similar to that of a storm, exactly the same description of a space shuttle taking off, or a departing space missile. Ezekiel speaks of flying devices and describes them as wheels within other wheels. And here, technology is translated into the supernatural. A fundamental step towards understanding the truth. A truth that comes from far, far away. In some caves in Italy, there are drawings depicting astronauts wearing helmets. Also in America, in Utah, we have petroglyphs of strange creatures with antennae on their heads, wearing helmets. On the other side of the world, in Australia, we have the exact same drawings of these beings wearing a helmet and with a halo around their head. The question we must ask ourselves is, what did our ancestors see? so that they felt compelled to portray it on cave walls. In Guatemala City, there is a sculpture that is eerily reminiscent of a modern-day astronaut. He is wearing a helmet, there is a kind of mouthpiece, and on his chest there are controls and a breathing device. How did they manage to create such a thing? more than 1,500 years ago. Thousands of tomb artifacts resembling modern-day airplanes have been found in Colombia. They depict wings, a tapering head, and an upward tail fin that does not appear in nature, but it does exist in modern aerodynamics. Did our ancient ancestors see something like this flying across the sky? Another interesting artifact can be seen in a museum in Israel. It portrays a headless spaceman sitting inside a spaceship. You can see his hands and some tubes going towards a device. He is wearing a type of spacesuit and his legs are bent. He seems very aerodynamic. There is something cosmic about him. These people witnessed something, and with simple tools, they left evidence of it. 
Many of these ancient civilizations were distant in time and space and were not in communication with each other. Yet, they possess similar accounts, depictions of the very same thing. Maybe because everyone had had similar sinister experiences, did they all already know that we are part of a cosmic hierarchy of beings? There is legible evidence regarding these extraterrestrial visits, such as that that can be found in ancient texts. And there is also visible evidence, such as... Were you recently injured in a car accident? Look at this check for $160,000. If you're looking to get money, you're... And there is also visible evidence, such as the numerous rock paintings and stone writings that can be found all over the world. And this is where pictures are worth a thousand words. All these ancient illustrations or statues portray figures dressed in strange ways, wearing unusual headdresses. But are they really alien astronauts? Visitors from other worlds who landed on the Earth millions of years ago? The most significant illustration for proponents of ancient alien theories can be found in Mexico. The Mayan archaeological site of Palenque had been abandoned for centuries when it was discovered by Spanish scholars. Here were found great pyramids, a secret tomb in the depths of the earth, and a very important sarcophagus, the sarcophagus of the ruler of Palenque. We are in the 7th century, and we are talking about King Pakal, a two-and-a-half-meter-tall, mysterious Mayan leader, who apparently died there. They built this pyramid around his tomb, and the Maya worshipped him as if he were some kind of deity. Ancient astronaut theorists interpret the engraving found on his grave as a man sitting in a capsule with a mask on his nose. With his upper hand, he manipulates some controls, and with his lower hand, he is switching some kind of device on. His heel is placed on a pedal, and a flame can be seen outside the capsule. Pakal appears not to have been the only alien who once walked upon our Earth. The Maya had a very advanced calendar and mathematical system. Why were the Maya so obsessed with the stars? Theirs was one of the most advanced ancient cultures. Yet, the Maya disappeared around the year 500, and we know nothing of their end. As if they had vanished into thin air. By now, there is multiple proof 
of an alien existence. The pyramids are connected to the gods, gods who once came down to Earth. Without a little interplanetary help, how could the early Egyptians have learned to stack the nearly two and a half million blocks of limestone to create the pyramids? How could prehistoric man move the immense boulders of the Stone Age? How could they make the stones fit together so tightly and precisely? Putting this puzzle of the ancient world together is a very complex process, but there are gigantic blocks of stones, huge articulated blocks of granite that in some cases can weigh a thousand tons, that can be found in Peru and Bolivia, in Mexico and in ancient Egypt. One has to ask the question, how and why did these ancient peoples drag blocks to stack them on top of each other to create these giant structures? The best known and most mysterious megalithic structure in all the world is the Great Pyramid of Giza. the oldest and largest of the three pyramids in Egypt. It is believed that this engineering miracle was built over a period of 22 years, but for ancient alien theorists, these accounts do not add up. It is impossible that the Great Pyramid was built in just 20 years, because if that were the case, it means that they would have had to cut, transport and place a stone every nine seconds. Modern engineers say that even today they couldn't perform such a feat in such a short time. How did they build internal spaces so perfect and so clean, surrounded by granite and marble, inside pyramids and tombs? One thing is clear. Somebody, somehow, helped our ancient civilizations. In Egypt, there are ancient traditions that say that the Great Pyramid was built by a pharaoh named Saurit. The name Saurit refers to the person known in the Jewish community as Enoch. Saurit Enoch is an Old Testament prophet. The so books what? of Enoch are apocryphal texts. So is there a connection between the figure of Enoch and these extraterrestrials? He clearly states that he met them. In the apocryphal scriptures, it is written that Enoch gives the order to erect a building that cannot be destroyed for... Attention! Shit. Males over 50 can't get hard in bed for your woman. It. This U.S. World War II veteran S ceremony reverses your ED in minutes and can be As easily prepared in your kitchen. And can for thousands of years. The ancient Egyptian texts clearly state that the pyramids were built by humans, but with the assistance of the guardians of the sky, that is, of the gods. It can be assumed that the pyramids were built by human hands, but with the help of extraterrestrial technology. 
In 1877, the writer and theologian Joseph Seiss demonstrates that the Great Pyramid stands at the intersection of the longest line of latitude and the longest line of longitude, at the exact centre of the entire landmass of the world. In addition, all of its four sides align precisely with the four points of the compass, even though the compass was invented thousands of years later. Are all these just coincidences? Has the truth always been in plain view? In many of the cultures that have inhabited our planet, the center of the human mind has often been associated with the center of the earth, and the center of the earth as the center of the universe. In a close similitude that represents the meaning of creation itself. This center is often depicted in the shape of an egg, the cosmic egg, and is identified within some cultures as the third eye. The inner eye, that of the unconscious. There are many different cultures that have adopted this theory. Hindus within their culture have the third eye. For Buddhists, the third eye is on the forehead of Buddha himself. There are similar representations in Mesoamerica and in many other cultures. The third eye symbolizes, for many of these cultures, its ability to contact and communicate with the higher spiritual realms, and therefore communicate with the gods, with the higher beings. But if we think about prayer itself within the Catholic religion, isn't prayer a way to try to communicate with the spiritual realms? the kingdoms of heaven. Throughout the history of ancient cultures, all these populations, through prayer or meditation, were said to be in contact with the gods. Different gods. Tesla himself stated that there is a terrestrial field that connects all things. Princeton University has demonstrated the existence of the new sphere of global consciousness, the collective human mind. We are all connected to every single object in the universe. When we talk about the third eye, we are talking about higher enlightenment a possibility or capacity developed over the years through transcendental meditation processes. Being able to get in touch with the spiritual realms of existence, 
It is a connection with the great unknown, with the force of the universe, with all of us. The cosmic egg leads back to the third eye for the ancients. It is the archetype of the creation of the universe. This image is from the Book of the Dead. The image depicts a southern cosmic egg on the left and a northern cosmic egg on the right, with two women pouring the waters of creation into the egg. Even the ancient Egyptians have depictions of the cosmic egg. They depict life after death, so it is a symbol that is connected to the spiritual realms. How can it be possible to find this symbol in numerous cultures if all of these cultures were spread all over the world? How if these cultures never made contact with each other? Why has this meaning and that same representation transcended the ages and placed itself at the center of this very meaning? This Are you American? Is your roof in need of an upgrade? The nationwide roof repair and replacement website makes it possible for all U.S. homeowners to easily get a new roof. Not all, but most... This is Piero della Francesca, a 1472 work depicting the cosmic egg, symbolizing life after death. Here we have the cosmic egg depicted in the microcosm within an esoteric representation. Here we have a medieval depiction of a phoenix rising from the... Let's listen to each other. Oh shit. I want to listen to part of the uh, Birmingham Jail. There's a recording of Martin Luther King Jr. MLK is the father of Woke to Tony Michaels podcast. It reminds me so much of the back and forth we have today. And the stupid word that the right uses, woke. Yes, I put it in the title. You don't like it? Fuck you. I don't care. Trying to rest away. The term woke from the right wing nut jobs in this country. Exclamation point. colonizing our Congress and calling themselves conservatives. Could demonize 
raising one's consciousness. Exclamation point. And keep it up. Love your show. Love your content. I'm always podcasting your show and telling people to check it out and subscribe and contribute. I questioned several times on the show, what the fuck are they talking about when they're talking about woke and wokeism? I mean, Jesus Christ, it's their entire personality trait now. Their entire personality trait is anti-wokeism, whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe, on today, MLK Day, maybe, just maybe, maybe we can figure that out, what woke actually means. I'm not sure exactly what they're talking about. I mean, 
We know the code word. You know the code words. They think we're scared of the word liberal. They think we're scared democracy is weak. They think we're frightened of them. And that's why. That's why they are weak. When they say today, when you see someone say that Martin Luther King Jr. was a great Republican, from a Republican, they're hiding. They're hiding behind the truth. The truth is, Martin Luther King, if wokeism is what they say it is, he's the father of woke. I want um, everyone to know that you can't kind of shy rough. away from these conversations. I know... Um, I, I talked to a lot of white folks before, of course, <laughs> and no, no, um, some very racist, deep-seated racism that is born out of the lies told about Martin Luther King Jr., using him as a cudgel for that very racism. I've had many conversations with white people saying that they don't know how to have a conversation without offending someone. Who cares? Offend them. Offend them. That's right. For us to get where we need to be in our democracy, for equality and equity, and liberty for every single person who is within our borders, I don't care if you were born here. I don't care if you were brought here. I don't care if you stepped over an imaginary line. If you're here, you're here. You're human. You should be treated with decency. Then tell us as a nation as a whole, and not just the majority, because there's the majority of the country now. I believe the majority of the country is liberal. I believe the majority of the country believes that the intolerance that is happening is evil and accepting it passively, as Dr. King would say only helps to perpetrate it. Not just here, all around the world. We watched as the, the Nazis here in this country stoked the Nazis in Brazil to a fake insurrection. TV was great TV for them. But until we... As the pro-democracy coalition, look at each other in one resounding voice, say, we will not tolerate your intolerance. Because I believe that's what wokeism is. Right? Isn't that what they're truly saying? Said we, the, the woke left, are against intolerance? You goddamn right I am. If that's what it means to be woke, count me in. That's what it means to be liberal, count me in. If 
That's what it means to be on the left. Count me in. I do not believe that us as the intolerant left, because that's what they're going to call us today, you should attack them. That's right. Anyone who appropriates Martin Luther King in one of their posts or one of their statements, and on the other hand, they perpetrate this narrative that accepts evil when they say they're they're going to kill wokeism. What the fuck do you think it is? You wake up and realize that the only way to get to equity and equality in this democracy is to be intolerant of intolerance. I appreciate you joining me here on Monday morning. We are trying to get to 20,000 subscribers. Um, so if you could help me, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Mods are pushing for it. Uh, we have the greatest moderators in the world to match the greatest audience in the world. Two years we've been doing this. Uh, I don't know if today is the anniversary or Friday. Technically, it was January 14th was Saturday, so I think today is our two-year anniversary here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. Two years of Tony, as the moderators call it. So go to thetonymichaels.com, show your support. But more importantly, when you go to thetonymichaels.com, make sure you go to the YouTube channel. There's a link there. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe now. If you're on another platform, again, go to thetonymichaels.com. And show us your support. I, I mean, if you want to go to the Tony Michaels and give monetary support, it's there. If you want to give in the tip jar, it's there. The podcast fund is there. More than anything, more than anything, I need your help spreading the message and spreading the word. That's what we need. More than anything in this country. And I'm going to keep yelling and screaming into the microphone as long as I possibly can. As long as I got enough um, Ludens and Halls. <laughs> I still, still, when I talk, sinuses release the drainage and it causes me to have a little bit of a cough. So I feel great. I feel fantastic. I worked out this morning. I thought a lot about what the show was going to be today when I worked out. And I want to get uh, Gabe Sanchez's perspective on MLK Day, because I know his is completely different. He has a completely different life experience than I have. As do you. Your life experience is absolutely different than mine. Or, or Gabe Sanchez's. And that is the most important thing. That's why the diversity works so well in this country. That's why it is an asset. For equality and equity. And that's why they want that's why they don't like it. That's why they don't want it. And they meaning the right. You're gonna see this a lot. We're probably gonna pull up a lot of really bad takes today. Um I, I wanna shoot down these bad takes. That's what I want to do. Fuck them. 
Um, and we're going to talk about a few other things that happened over the weekend. And we're going to go back to this documents thing because we got to keep this um, the messaging on this appropriate because everyone, including the media, is forgetting that the Trump documents case with the intent and the obstruction is the thing that makes it criminal. Not just a scandal. Makes it criminal. Fucking boneheads. So... <laughs> We're going to go over a few things like that today. But again, I appreciate all your support here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. Remember, we air every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, simulcasting from the Midas Touch Facebook page. Look, if you do me a huge favor, this would be the biggest favor you give me all year, is subscribe to the YouTube channel. And not only that, don't just subscribe. The gift is this, because it's easy to subscribe. And you can hit the notifications and all that to make sure that you watch every single show. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to send the link to three of your friends, family, friends, co-workers, maybe someone who will like it, maybe someone who will hate it. Hey, it doesn't matter to me. Send that link to the, from the YouTube channel to three of your friends. Ask them to subscribe as well. We are trying to get to 20,000. It is a goal of ours. I think we can I think we can do it by the beginning of February. We're almost to we're getting close. We're closing in on 14,000, I believe. It's only 6,000 and some change left. Let's do this. We have thousands of people who watch and listen every single day. If everyone gets three people to subscribe, we'll be to 20,000 in no time. So again, the gift is this. If you want to give a gift, if you want to give support right now to the Tony Michaels podcast, the thing I'm asking is that you subscribe and you share it with three other people and see if they'll share it. They'll share it, and we'll, we'll grow the audience. But more importantly, you will get this message to more and more people, which for 2024 is the most important thing. Because if you think that the shit boxes that we're going to go through today with the horrible takes on Martin Luther King and his legacy are the worst thing that can happen, wait until 2024. There are going to be more more vile and more gross than even George Santos, folks. These people are frauds. These people are liars. And they will continue to get worse and worse and worse. As their orange Mussolini Jesus is trapped inside of a corner further and further and further. And I don't know if you noticed this. My Twitter timeline, I have noticed this over the last week. And this is just a good example of how desperate they are. And I, I want to talk about this today. I want to show you a few of these fucking videos that these nincompoops are fucking posting. They're posting videos that are two and three years old, claiming they have some kind of context with bad side effects of a vaccine. Outside of context and actual reality, they act like this video just posted, just became something. Of course, the comments light them up, pointing out that this video... Is an old video. Folks, they're in full propaganda mode. I don't know if you know this. Their propaganda mode is to create a narrative around the vaccine and to create it around the coronavirus because they're dying from it. I don't know if you noticed the unvaccinated are dying from this new variant. It's a bitch, especially if you're not vaccinated. It's a motherfucker. 
And it is killing bastards all over the country. All demographics, age, sex, race, it doesn't matter. It is killing them if they're not vaccinated. And they're leaning into it. And they're going to lean into it harder when these committees start to form in Congress and they start to attack people and scientists who devoted their entire lives to helping save Americans from viruses like Anthony Fauci. These motherfuckers wouldn't even know who Anthony Fauci was if Donald Trump wouldn't have used him as a scapegoat for the blame that should have been placed on him. And it's all over the timeline. They're trying. They're trying their best to spread their narrative. And our reaction should be to mock them, should be to to absolutely trudge them, but also amplify our message. We have to have a national narrative. We have to have one coalition of messaging for pro-democracy. To combat right-wing in this country taking more and more control over our governments, not just the federal governments, the states and the counties, the school boards and alike. And they're using absolute 100% lies to try to do that and to try to scare you and to try to scare the citizens of this country into handing over power to them. We cannot let it stand. We must act. And the way we act is spread the message. So that is why I ask you to please share the Tony Michaels podcast with your family and your friends. Also follow us at Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. You can also download every single episode. That's hugely important. Downloading every single episode on Apple, Spotify, Google, whichever podcast directory you use. You know if you go subscribe and set up to where it automatically downloads, you don't even have to listen to the whole thing. Just listen to the first 30 minutes. Or fast forward. If you don't like to listen to me rant, then you can fast forward 30 minutes. That's what we do. I do the first 30 minutes as a rant. The A block, as it's called in the business. The A block here at the show. And then we bring in the co-host and we bring in our guest. And we uh, we, we bring the video evidence. We surf the tweety tweets and the trendy trends and the shitless roundup. So maybe you like the shit list better. Maybe you like the rant better. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me what you like better. And the way you can tell me is to go download every single episode and listen to it. You know, the great part is, I know I talk really fast. This morning, I wanted to go slow because I wanted to get my thoughts precise. Um, again, I was working out this morning. I was thinking about it. And I wanted to get my thoughts precise uh, on Martin Luther King Day. But normally I go pretty fast. Normally I'm talking pretty fast. But if you go and download the episode, you can actually, what you can do is you can actually, you can hit fast forward. You can, you can speed it up a bit. So if you speed it up, it becomes faster. So you can take the first 30 minutes, you can listen to it in just a few. So do that for me. This is... This is super important that we get this message out there. Um, and by you listening, is not just quite enough. We have to spread the message. So share it with someone. That's what I'm here for. That's why I record this every day, 
so you can go share it. You don't have to try to regurgitate everything. You don't have to try to remember everything I say. Jesus Christ, if you remember everything I say in two hours, you're hired. Remember, you can share every single episode, and that's important.